guys welcome back to the quiet part loud podcast my name is daryl i'm the host of this thing and uh, if this is your first time with us welcome uh for everybody that's been engaging with us over the past couple of shows since we've relaunched thank you so much it's been great uh the feedback has been good the uh the listens have been good the numbers have been you know as i said where they were previously so now we've got something to grow on uh this is episode 148 and I think this episode is going to be a little bit more entertainment focused than perhaps politics and, you know, some of the stuff we've covered in the past few shows. Um, today, we're going to cover the Conor McGregor and Machine Gun Kelly incident. We're also going to look at the uh, most recent uh, Triller boxing event, which had Evander Holyfield fighting on it. Uh against Vito, uh, Vitor Belfort, and then we had Anderson Silva and uh, Tito Ortiz fighting. So I, I want to cover those bits and, and just speak on kind of what this Triller thing is and, and, and what it's doing to the sport. Uh, then I want to talk about the Met Gala event. So very entertainment focused, but we'll also be dipping into some politics with that as well. And really just discussing this you know, again, this woke culture, this, you know, this alignment to anything that's popular for the benefit of brands, which we touched on a bit last time. Um, and then I want to talk and as a sort of an extension to that, um, the recent Times magazine, most influential people came out this week. And I mean, the cover is enough to make you want to vomit, but we're going to go into some of that and some of the contradictions and the hypocrisy around it and, and so on and so forth. So a little bit more entertainment focused today, but we'll still dip into, you know, the, I guess the societal uh, connection, some of the trends that we're seeing in our, you know, in our kind of day to day and, you know, where this is all leading us. So the first thing I want to do is just again, thank you guys and say for anybody that is joining us for the first time, you can find us on Twitter, you can find us on Facebook, those are the social channels that we operate. Um, I do have an Instagram, but I'm not really using it. Uh, maybe I'll get back into it. Um, obviously, there's the YouTube where you'll be uh, the YouTube channel where you'll be watching this now. Uh, and then we have obviously Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, so on and so forth. So everything is at quiet part loud. Um, or some version of that, but uh, you'll, you'll see all of the links in the description below. If you're not a subscriber of the channel, uh, I feel kind of like a prostitute doing this, but it seems like every YouTube uh, video has this. So uh, if you want to hit the subscribe button, hit the notifications, that would be great as well. Um, we're doing good with, with the numbers and I'm happy with where things are at the moment. And that's down to you guys coming back and listening. So I really, really appreciate it. Uh, so let's get into it. So the first thing I want to talk about is the MTV uh, Music Awards, the Video Music Awards that happened either at the beginning of this last week or on the weekend uh, just past. But again, just, uh, you know, these award shows are garbage, right? Nobody cares about them. Um, less and less people are watching all of these award shows year on year. The numbers are 
you know, being decimated because people are seeing it for what it is, which is just an opportunity for actors and celebrities to, you know, have a 15, 30 second platform where they can make some woke speech about society and culture and, you know, how they're on the right side of everything. And they're just gross. They're just a, there's a pandering virtue signaling uh, event where people who suffer from none of the concerns speak on those concerns, but don't actually really do anything about those concerns. So it's just a big facade and and we've known it forever. And, you know, it's just, it's just so apparent now that, you know, people aren't interested, but this year they invited Conor McGregor to be a guest or present. I don't know. I didn't watch the show, but on the red carpet, Conor did what Conor does. So the story is that Machine Gun Kelly, who is with Megan Fox, and I feel weird even talking about celebrity shit like this, but here we go. Um, Machine Gun Kelly, who is a pretty shit rapper, um, is with Megan Kelly, who is a pretty girl, but a pretty shit celebrity, right? Um, in the grand scheme of things, they're nobody. Conor McGregor knows Megan Fox, apparently. And the story or the rumors go that he went up and asked her to be in a picture with him, to which Machine Gun Kelly said no. And Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly, from what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing, have a very, very strange relationship. And this is probably manufactured. In all likelihood, it's probably just manufactured. Um, but she was. she says things like, I just do what daddy tells me to. Like she's in some subservient uh, kind of submissive relationship. It's a very, very weird dynamic. It's very, you know, kind of Angelina Jolie, Billy Bob Thornton, blood on the necklace, in the necklace, kind of making it, you know, all these like kind of overt, gross public displays of affection that we see these celebrities uh, engaged in when they're trying to get clicks and they're trying to keep themselves relevant. And, you know, they've got no real um, talent or anything to really offer. So they do these things that will generate clicks and they've got a PR machine behind them. And, you know, they'll be like, why don't you guys do this? It'll make you more appealing. Or, you know, why don't you put rhinestones on your face, Machine Gun Kelly? That would be cool, wouldn't it? And we'll put you in a pink suit. So you look like a big fucking dressed up carnival version of a flamingo, right? I mean, this guy is a clown, right? So anyways, something happened that got Connor angry. Now, for all intents and purposes, it doesn't take much to get Connor angry, especially when he's had a few whiskeys and especially when he's had, you know, some animosity with these individuals before. So Machine Gun Kelly attends these UFC events. He's, you know, he's a Fairweather fan. He's found out, obviously, and his PR team have told him how, you know, big the UFC is and the demographic, and you need to be attached to this to be relevant, to be seen, you know. So during the pandemic, when they were having these kind of small attendance uh, events in the UFC Apex, which is their small arena, you would see guys like him and Megan Fox and, and these other fucking just... Ugh, it's just gross when you see somebody just attaching themselves to something for their own benefit. They have no interest in the sport. Um, but you would see him at the events and it was just, it was really gross. It didn't fit. It, it was completely inauthentic. So anyways, Megan Fox 
didn't have the picture with Connor and that got Connor's backup. This is rumor. I don't know if it's true. And to be honest with you, I don't care if it's true. The reason I'm talking about this is to come to the point that I'm about to make now. Machine Gun Kelly must have said something to Connor and Connor flipped out, <laughs> threw his drink at him, was ready to go. And mind you, remember, Connor's coming off of a broken leg. He's walking around with a cane and he's, you know, a few weeks off surgery. He's back training, which is mental. But it feels to me that these celebrities think they're something that they are not. For Machine Gun Kelly to create any animosity with Conor McGregor is like, it's just one of the dumbest things you can do. Like, do you think just because Conor McGregor lost to Khabib and to Dustin Poirier twice, that he is some sort of like pussy to be stepped on or like to be walked up on because you think of yourself as like some sort of a pseudo wannabe gangster rapper or something like that. People are saying on the internet, oh, well, Machine Gun Kelly's six foot six. So? He weighs about as much as a soaked paper towel. He is a skinny little fucking runt that probably has no fighting or combat experience whatsoever. And even if he does, it doesn't matter. Let's be very clear on that. Because even on one leg, Conor McGregor would end his life in a matter of seconds. So I, I don't understand where these celebrities are getting off being so audacious to talk shit to somebody who could turn your lights out like this, and then to act like you're this big man who can stand up to, a, to an actual savage, right? Conor McGregor is a savage. Let's not get anything twisted. He might be, you know, he might be in, the, you know, in the downturn of his career from an MMA perspective. I don't question that, you know, he hasn't won a fight in, well, since he fought Donald Cerrone, which was, you know, almost a give me at this point. But other than that, I don't think he's won a fight since he beat, was it Nate Diaz in the second fight or was it Eddie Alvarez when he won the double title? It was one of those two. So it's been a while. So people see this and it's almost like they see, you know, this wounded animal that now can be prodded and poked and, and, you know, kind of played with a little bit, but it's very clear to me that machine gun Kelly, if not surrounded by an industry's worth of security would have absolutely been torn limb from limb. And it, and what bothers me, well, what bothered me a couple things, right? Connor's behavior is increasingly erratic i don't like it he seems very delusional in terms of where he is in his career and that's a sad thing to see because you know he's done what he needs to do right he's not going to go down as one of the greatest of all time in terms of his talent and skill he's a very skilled fighter he's an incredibly talented fighter but not one of the greatest of all time. What he's done for the sport makes him one of the greatest of all time, for sure, in terms of raising fighter pay, bringing eyeballs to the sport, making it a global phenomenon, making himself one of the richest athletes in the world, right? There's plenty to be lauded over when you look at Conor McGregor's career, but the reality of the fact is he is not on the ascent 
he's on the descent. But just because he's on the descent in terms of, or the decline, however you want to put it, against world-class MMA fighters, these celebrities need to check themselves because it's a bad idea to start calling out fighters or to start antagonizing fighters. Whether Connor is in a fucking tailored suit or not, Machine Gun Kelly is getting dusted real bad in a really embarrassing fashion really, really quickly. So all these fucking celebrities out there that are stunting on the red carpet, thinking they're fucking big men and all this stuff, when there's security around, right? It's like being a keyboard warrior, right? It's like talking shit to somebody over the internet when you've got that barrier between you guys where, you know, they can't actually get their hands on you. Real life circumstances, right? Real life circumstances and real life actions give real life consequences. And if he wasn't being held back, Conor McGregor could have fucking killed Machine Gun Kelly in the blank blink of an eye. And I don't know if it's drugs or alcohol or a combination of both that's making these people delusional or if it's their PR team that are egging them on to be assholes, but it needs to stop because someone's going to get real hurt real bad and it's going to be their fault. You can't antagonize a fighter to the point where you make them feel threatened. You especially cannot antagonize somebody who is a loose cannon like Conor McGregor. So I just thought the whole thing was really gross. I think the whole dynamic, I mean, I just, I got no time for Machine Gun Kelly. I got no time for people like Megan Fox. They are just, they're bottom feeders. They're bottom feeders. Like, have you seen Megan, what's her name? Megan Fox? Did I say Megan Kelly? I might've said Megan Kelly a minute ago. Megan Kelly's talented. Megan Kelly's smart as hell. And she's sexy as fuck as well. Megan Fox, hot. No doubt about it. But have you seen her act? Like she's literally put on any screen for aesthetics only because there's not one iota of talent in that body in terms of acting and performance, right? So she's a, she's, she's window dressing, right? Machine Gun Kelly, I mean, like a good rapper? I don't think so. I think I've got one of his songs like tagged on my Spotify. And that got boring after about two days. So, I mean, he was at that beef with Eminem and, you know, for all intents and purposes, Eminem dusted him on that. Um, He quickly shut the fuck up. You know, he took pictures of himself uh, in this big stadium claiming like, oh, these are all my fans. These are all my fans. When it turned out he was just opening for McFly or something like that. I mean, come on. I mean, it's so transparent what these guys try to do and, and how do they try to keep their relevancy. But I just wanted to speak on it from a safety perspective because these celebrities are so delusional and these celebrities that, um, you know, claim to play on that border of like, I'm hard, you know, I'm tough, I'm a gangster, I live this life, I'm about the streets. That shit is, one, it's played out, right? Nobody likes that shit, right? It's it's garbage, because we all know now that it's all bollocks for 99.9% of the artists that actually claim and rep the streets. It's, you know, and secondly, who wants to aspire to be a gangster? This is not Goodfellas. This is not Henry Hill coming to the door, right? In that, in that, you know, Guido suit saying, hey, mom, look at my shoes. Do you like them, right? 
or at the beginning, every, every, ever since I could remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. People take these like ideas of movies and try to embed them for marketing purposes into their own like real life. And it's terrible. From a cultural perspective, it's awful. Look at the rappers that have died as a result of this. Nipsey Hussle and others. You know, we don't have to go into Tupac and Biggie and Big L and all this stuff. But, you know, this, this doesn't end well. It doesn't end well. And when you start fucking around with gangsters, actual gangsters, <coughs> and fighters, actual fighters, that's problematic for you. So I just wanted to like almost put like a public service announcement out there as, as like a, a safety concern for, you know, maybe checking some of these celebrities and their PRs. You know, if you ever hear this, maybe tell them to relax and go a different route, get some talent, maybe try it some things. I don't know. But it was just, it was crazy because the pictures after you saw Connor's eyes and he was rabid. He was rabid. And again, he may have lost to Dustin Poirier. He may have lost to Khabib Nurmagomedov. But that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Any normal person on the street, including these weak-ass celebrities, get dusted by this man. Let's have no mistake about it. So people need to put some respect on his name and be careful what they do, is all I'm saying. But again, it's just this, <coughs> this uh, appetite and this craving for constant attention that these celebrities have. I mean, did you see Machine Gun Kelly? Look, he's got rhinestones on his face. Is this fashion? Or is this just an attempt to get some views, to stay relevant for another minute or two? I don't know, but it's really pathetic. And he should consider himself lucky that he came out of that thing unscathed because there were so many security around because it would have been really bad and really embarrassing, you know, walking around as a hard man, six foot six dressed like a flamingo. And, uh, this guy turns your lights out. This guy turns your lights out because you were too dumb to recognize what it was actually all about. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. But that's all I'm going to say on it because I don't want to, I don't want this to be a long episode because I'm not interested in celebrity. There's just some things that have happened that tie into some other things that we've talked about in the past and sort of how the ethos of this podcast is. So um, I wanted to bring it up just uh, just on that point, because and as well, I am a you know, I am a lifelong UFC fan. Right. I've been I've been a fan of UFC since the very beginning when I was, what, 13 or 14 years old watching UFC one, UFC two, getting the videotapes and watching them over and over and over again. Pat Smith and Hoyth Gracie and Ken Shamrock and Harold Howard and, you know, Kimbo or was it Kim, not Kimbo, Kimo, <laughs> Kimo, fucking Kimo. Anybody that's a longtime UFC fan will know these names. Um, but I've been a fan of the sport back in the day. And I hate to see these fighters who have been so disrespected from a, from a pay perspective and from an insurance perspective and, you know, just how they've been treated on the come up. And it's because of Connor that things are actually changing in a material way and that's important so you may not like him you may not like his behavior and i disagree with almost all of what he does but that doesn't take away from his position in the sport what he's done for other fighters and what he continues to do to you know drive interest drive eyeballs to the sport so that's all i'm going to say machine gun kelly fucking relax you're a twig okay you're a twig and you're a 
mediocre rapper at best. Okay. So chill out. Um, the other thing, well, the other thing that I wanted to talk about was the Met Gala because I mean, just the level of hypocrisy and the level of tone deafness and lack of self-awareness by these people is astounding to me. It's hilarious to me, right? So you get the Met Gala. Met Gala happens every year. It's to celebrate causes and it's to celebrate fashion and whatever, right? It's just another poncy date on the calendar for really rich people to go and canoodle and, you know, inner, you know, kind of just, you know, keep those, the ties that bind, right? Keep, keep them all close, keep them all together. And it's a way for, you know, uh, designers and, you know, and, and tailors and dressmakers and whatever the, you know, the fashion industry to show off and to show out and to do something crazy and to do something different and be outlandish and be wild. But something's happened this year. And I don't know if it started last year because I didn't really pay attention. But this year, it just it got on my radar for its absurdity. And I had to bring it up because there's two strands to this. One is the AOC strand. And we're going to talk about that um, and her dress and her statement um, and how pathetic it is. And we're also going to talk about the fashion and the way that the fashion has changed. So. First, AOC, okay? Now, AOC is a socialist, right? She claims to be, you know, about the people, for all the people, for all the things, right? She wants to create the Green New Deal. She wants to, you know, she wants uh, fair distribution of wealth and, you know, all of these other things. But what's she actually done? Because I'm a little bit confused. I've never seen her really debate anybody. I've never really seen her deal with any sort of difficult questions or anything like that. And anytime I have or, or seen her in any way, shape, or form be pushed back upon, she folds. She doesn't have an answer for the things that, you know, for the details within the statements that she makes. The actual, the actual, meat of the conversation she doesn't seem to grasp so she'll do you know circles with her words repeat what she's saying not really make any points but she claims to be this big advocate for the poor and she's always on about you know universal health care and, and universal education and getting rid of college uh tuition fees and you know any other socialist kind of policy that you want to talk about she's probably championing it to a degree um but she showed up at the met gala which i thought was strange in and of itself because of the things she claims to stand for for versus what that event represents because that represent that that uh that event represents rich people celebrating rich people so when she shows up with what looked to me to be a 1997 wedding dress with what appeared to what what looked to be like blood smeared on the back that said tax the rich i i just thought 
you can't write this kind of hypocrisy. You can't make this shit up, right? She claims that the rich need to pay more taxes and the rich are what's dragging this country down. And it's the rich that are uh, unfairly paying their employees and, and creating terrible working conditions and so on and so forth. Yet she shows up to the Met Gala in a dress. And again, the dress was terrible, but I imagine it was incredibly expensive. I tweeted out, must've been like at least five grand because what the fuck do I know about, you know, couture dresses, nothing. I don't know how much those shits go for. I'm sure they could go for like 30 grand, 50 grand, whatever, hundred grand. I don't, I don't fucking know. Right. But she's not going to be wearing something off the shelf, right. That she got at like some random shop that sells women's clothes. Like she's not going to like, you know, Macy's or something like that. Right. She's not doing that. So the dress was clearly made for her. It had a statement on the back that was contradictory to the event in itself. And then comes out on Twitter and says, before anybody tries to have a go at me, just so you know, it's very regular and usual for uh, representatives, elected representatives to, um, to attend these events, to put out, you know, our, uh, our talking points and, and to, to drill all our policies and to connect with other people. Bullshit fucking bullshit she was gifted a 35 grand ticket because the met gala's ticket prices are 35k per head she got to mingle with all of these other rich fuckers that she claims are ruining our society by not paying paying their fair share of taxes and she went in there why some say to create a national conversation did she fuck she went there to further her own interest, to saddle up and side up with people who can provide her funding in the future, provide her influence in the future, provide her platforms in the future. She was looking for affiliations and she was tagging herself on. And this is what the rich people like. We talked about this in the last episode, right? When we talked about Nike and Gillette and all of these brands that claim to be woke when you stick a profile picture of the LGBT flag on your Facebook profile or on your Instagram profile, call it a day, right? Ice bucket challenge shit, right? We talked about this on the last episode and this is all AOC is about, full stop. She's about, she is about appearing to care, appearing to do something for the social good, for the wider public, the downtrodden folks that she claims to represent and is a part of because she was a waitress a few years ago. Like, get the fuck out of here with all this bullshit, right? She shows up, she's wearing thousands in clothing. She's gifted a, a 35,000 a plate ticket and she shows up, not with her boyfriend, with some other rich fuck. I mean, does anybody give this woman any level of credibility? Does anybody look at her and say, she's down for the fight? She's down for the cause. She's looking after my best interest. Are you out of your fucking mind if you think that? This is what celebrities want. They want somebody they can hold up and say, see, we're inclusive. We invite everybody to the party. Even those people that want to tax us, we bring them into the conversation to raise awareness about the inequalities of society. Get the fuck out of here. This is all for show. 
This is rich people mingling with rich people, pretending like they care about poor people while they're eating, drinking, and interacting with the very people who they claim to say are the problem. Do we not see the hypocrisy here? Do we not see straight through her justifications on why she went? Because if I'm her, and I'm this social justice activist, and I'm this social justice warrior, and you know I'm standing up for the little man at every turn. That's who I am. That's in my DNA. You know what I would have done? I would have worn that dress. I would have stood outside the event, and I would have got all my followers on Twitter who agree with the statement that we should be taxing the rich, even though the numbers don't stack up, and we can talk about that in a minute. You stand outside the event, refuse to take part in the event, and hold it up for the disgrace that it is. And it's the disgrace on a number of levels, and we're going to get to them in just a minute. But I just think this is so hypocritical and so transparent in terms of what it actually is. This is networking. This is networking. She wants to network with the people that can further her career because she wants to be president one day or the leader of some socialist movement. That's what she wants. She's a ladder climber. She is a social climber, just like Meghan Markle, who we're going to talk about in just a second. And that's going to make me want to vomit as well. But these people are disgusting. They're disgusting hypocrites who, are, who, who lack such self-awareness that they don't even see the basic hypocrisy of what they're doing. And if they do, they've got a ready-made excuse that is even more transparent bullshit that the rest of us see through. Well, some people don't because some people are like just drooling and salivating over her. Oh my God, she's, she's here to make a statement. She wa- Does she want to tax you guys? Because that's what it says on her dress. But that's not actually going to happen. So it's okay. It's just a, it's just a profile picture. That's all it is. It's a profile picture. So I hate this. I hate this woman. I, when she first came out, some of the things she was talking about, I was really on board with. But this was when I was sort of still, I guess, a, a, a liberal, like just a, like just a liberal idiot, really. Like I would just swallow whatever, like most of what was said from the side that was blue I would just say, okay, that sounds about right. That sounds a lot better than what Trump's doing over here. But when I started paying attention to it, really starting to pay attention to it, and I've always thought of myself as somebody who kind of tries to triangulate information to come up with the best thing, I was still over there because I considered myself liberal, right? But what these liberals are doing is they are dragging us straight to hell and they're doing it under the guise of social justice like they care about what happens to us. Alexander Ocasio-Cortez does not care about little people, poor people. She cares about being seen and appearing to care about little people for votes. But she's not actually done anything. I want to see her debate people. I want to see her actually have conversations rather than just being a talking head on networks that already agree with her line or are so afraid to go against the Democratic Party that they will never challenge any of their quote-unquote influential members, their, their influencers within the Democratic Party, because she's very influential within that party. But she's a clown. 
she's a clown. And it's one of the dumbest things I've seen in some time, her showing up to that event and then trying to roll it off like she was there to push her cause. No, you were there to mingle. You claim, you know, these health and safety protocols need to be followed, yet I see her this close to somebody who is in a group of individuals and none of them are wearing masks. It's good for them. It's not good for us. Do what we're, do what you're told and do as we say, not as we do. She's no different. She's no different. And it's about time that people wake up because she's got like 20 million followers on Instagram or, or, or Twitter or something like that. And it's just mindless, mindless. I follow her to see the, to see the bullshit she comes out with, right. To be aware of, 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 of the crap that she's saying, but so many people love her thinks that she's the second coming and poof, you put your trust in a woman like her and it is a slippery slope to hell very, very quickly. So I just wanted to kind of point to that hypocrisy. And, and I'm sure many of you guys who listen to this have already seen and heard and feel a similar way, but it's about the networking. It's about claiming to be something for the purpose of career development and then being just safe enough, right? She's safe enough where these other rich fuckers can come in and say, yeah, you can still be part of this and wear your dress because we like it because it makes us seem like we're not the bad rich people either. seems like we're the socially conscious ones and we're in it for the good, for the betterment of everybody. Fuck off. They're self-obsessed, self-absorbed idiots with too much money and more money than sense, to be honest with you. And that kind of leads me into the other part of the Met Gala that made me want to vomit. Because apparently all these male celebrities have found their cross-dressing uh, vibe this year for some reason. Like it's like it's a cool thing to do. I see I'm, I'm, like Lil Nas X is gay, right? So it's like, I guess it's less about that, but it's still, it's still like over the top for like, I don't understand I'm trying to wrap my head around what the fucking point of this is. What is the point in a man dressing in a dress? What is the point of a man putting a dress on? Is it to show that he's like, he's cool with like the whole transgender thing. And he's like on side. Cause it just seems about virtue signaling. Because when I see kid Cuddy in an evening gown, little Nas X in multiple evening gowns, when I see these guys in, and I mean, they look anemic. They look sick and ill, right? I saw one kid. Um, he was in like a black, it looked like almost like a singlet for wrestling, but had like bell-bottom pants on. It was, I don't even know who this kid is, but he's like, he looks emaciated and he's just standing there like, like, you're not happy. Who's put you in this outfit, right? Fucking Lewis Hamilton. He's got like what looked like my Nanan's uh, lace curtains. He's got one leg with that dangling underneath like dangling to the side of his of his tuxedo like what i see what's his name uh is it travis scott or or whatever and he's got like joseph's technicolor dream coat on that's in like that looks like it's made out of the fur of uh 
that guy out of Monsters Inc. You know the big fucking, you know the big, um, the big terrifying monster who's like a softy, the big bear kind of guy, blue and pink and stuff. It looked like his fur was wrapped around him. It was ridiculous. I think it was Kim Kardashian came in in like a fucking burka, like she was just in like it was it looked between across like a burka and a gimp mask is what she looked like right in high heels these people are out of their fucking mind they are so out of their mind but i don't understand what the point of this is because everybody that i've talked to <coughs> who is quote unquote like woke far more than i am right in in terms of like this context They've all said, this is ridiculous. They look, they look stupid. They're making fools of themselves. And they're doing it for some reason that we don't understand. Because all I can see is that this is virtue signaling. This is that. There's n Why else would a grown-ass man put a motherfucking cocktail dress on and walk down a red carpet. Are you a cross-dresser now? Are you contemplating your sexuality? Oh, my sexuality's fluid. Don't put me in a box. Don't fucking define my sexuality. What? Lewis Hamilton is a race car driver. Yet, he thinks it's cool to have a lace curtain down one side of his suit? For what? What statement are you possibly making that you're inclusive, that you accept all inclusivity? Is that what we're doing here? The message is lost on me because if we're trying to further social progress, I don't see how this appropriation of women's clothing on men does that. And maybe I'm just an ignorant, cisgendered, white savage who's a problem right? Maybe I'm, maybe I'm toxic. Maybe my toxic masculinity clouds my vision and I can't see the obvious message that these guys are trying to make. But the only message I see is that I'm happy to be made a fool of for some part of what this new social structure is trying to be. And I just think it looks ridiculous. And anybody I see pandering to this bullshit is completely out in terms of any of my commerce, right? And what I mean by that is, and not that I bought these clowns in the first place, but I would never buy any music by any of these artists that I'm watching go down this route. I am never going to be watching Formula One. I'm never going to be supporting uh, Lewis Hamilton because I don't believe them. I think they're fake. I think they're being, they're being, controlled by their PR teams to say you have to do this in order to be on the right side of history when all they're doing is making them look foolish I don't see the point I really don't see the point and this whole entire event this whole Met Gala event just shows the true disconnect between them and us that's what it is. It's, it's, it's a true disconnect between them and us on a couple of fronts. One, they don't think, they think we're dumb enough to eat this shit and applaud them and laud over them because they're making these quote unquote statements. They think we're dumb, 
right? They think we're dumb. They also think they can get away with whatever they want without any consequence, with any, well, without any pushback. They think they can do what they want, and they can't because we'll see how this goes. We'll see how Kid Cudi's record sales go as a consequence of him choosing to wear a dinner gown to the Met Gala. We'll see how many more clicks Kim Kardashian can manifest by dressing up as a burka gimp, right? Like, it's just, it's so ridiculous to me, these people. These people are, are the fakest, most inauthentic people in the world, and they try to play it off like they're doing everything for you. And it's fucking gross. And they need to be called out for their bullshit. And they need to be put on front street. And some of them need to get on TV and start answering some fucking questions. Why are you doing this? What causes do you support? What are you actually doing to further these causes? Or are you just doing this as a PR stunt for your own self-benefit and furthering of your own career? Because that's what it seems like to me. I don't see what the outcome is for the people that they claim to care about. What does Kid Cudi wearing a fucking evening dress do for the LGBTQ community? Makes it socially acceptable for dudes to walk around in dresses? Let me tell you something. Nobody is going to start doing that on a regular basis. Nobody. It's just like these haute couture uh, fashion shows, right? Where you see these ridiculous runway shows with these ridiculous outfits and, you know, woman's walking down the runway with a fucking box on her head, no bra on, a see-through blazer, and like a bin bag around her fucking waist and flip-flops. And it's like, that's high fashion this season, guys. Get with it. You're not, you're not, what you're not clued in to like what the latest fashion is. Who the fuck walks around wearing any of the stuff you see on a runway? Anybody. Anybody except these cunty celebrities who are trying to push culture. It's garbage. It's garbage. It's so transparent and see-through. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. But that event is just the epitome of rich people celebrating rich people whilst pretending to care about the rest of us. And AOC, save or tax the rich. Yeah? The top 1% of earners in the United States pay 41% of all the federal income tax. The top 10% of earners in the U.S. pay 71% of all the income tax in the United States. So who, how much more, and I'm not rich, I'm not rich, and I don't like these fucking billionaires who are just willy-nilly, you know, like Jeff Bezos and shit, like, oh, his side, his side fun thing is like taking us to space and stuff, when, you know, he has the wealth to basically cure poverty, right? Cure homelessness, cure animal cruelty, right? Erase student debt. He could do this like that. And he doesn't, right? This fucking clown. He can't even put his spacesuit and his watch on, right? Did you see the picture? <laughs> He's got his watch on the outside of his thing. Like he needs to check the time. Like, what are you doing with your fucking stupid cowboy hat, right? I mean, come on, Bill Gates and people like this. Yeah, Bill Gates, Jeffrey Epstein. Let's look at that. Yeah. Stop with all this. Bill Gates is trying to put like microchips in us with the vaccine. Let's look at what he's actually done, which is hung out with a fucking sex offender after he was convicted of being a sex offender and tried to make excuses as for why he would do it, why he was doing it. But when he was put under pressure, he just said, I made a mistake. Okay, cool, Bill. No problem. No problem. Right. One, one of what is looking to be one of the most prolific traffickers of underage girls 
in our time, and this guy's just sorry for hanging out with him after he was convicted of being a pedophile. Mm, okay. Hmm. Interesting. But let me listen to him on, on vaccines. He's got no medical degree or experience, by the way, but let's listen to Bill Gates on vaccines, right? But back to AOC, tax the rich, right? The numbers don't stack up. How much more are you going to tax these guys? It's a foolish thing to think that you can continue doing that because those top 10% are probably employing a good majority of the rest of them, of the rest of the folks in the US, right? And it'd be no different over here in the UK. But what happens when you start eating into rich people's bottom lines? Do they eat that cost and be like, oh, thanks very much for the extra taxes? No. They make their employees suffer with lower wages, poorer working conditions, and all the things that AOC you know, claims is the big systemic problem with rich people having too much money. Yet she'll go and have dinner with them all. I wonder how many hardcore conversations she had that night about taxing those folks. My guess is none. My guess is none. But this is just all rolled into the hypocrisy of celebrity, the hypocrisy of these you know, influential people, the media types, right? All these people up here, right? It's just rubbing shoulders with the right people to get what you want. No different from Harry, uh, Harry and Meghan, right? <clears throat> and this was another hilarious thing because the Times, uh, the um, Time magazine, right? They always do their most influential people uh, of the year. And uh, Meghan and Harry were on the cover. If you haven't seen it, check it out because it's, it's, it's quite the gem. But Harry and Meghan were on the cover and Harry's like sulked behind her, like holding onto her shoulders, like a real wet blanket, like a real, real wet blanket. And, uh, you know, they're, they're some of the most influential people in the world. Hmm. Why? Why? I, I have a hard time understanding why, because they claim to be eco warriors, right? And they, cl they claim to be disgusted with the state of, you know, industry and how important climate change is to us and it's fundamentally changing you know the way our world operates and things like that and it's one of the most dangerous issues facing us today they've said this over and over and over again but harry needs to go to a polo match so put him on a private jet and fly him there what and this is why they got stick and started getting aggro from the press and people like Pierce Morgan in the first place before they basically sold out the royal family and fucked off to do these Netflix specials in America and these Oprah interviews in America. The coverage of Harry and Meghan during their, uh, you know, sort of engagement and the, and the beginning of the relationship and their marriage, the lead up to their wedding and all of this, it was overwhelmingly positive overwhelmingly positive we were celebrating the diversity of having you know a person of color in the royal family and we were you know we were we were we were looking forward to what the new monarchy would look like in the next generation of of existence but they came out with these causes right because they don't do anything they're basically tourist attractions and then they ask people for money right for different causes and 
we don't need to touch on like the finances of these causes and things like that, which is another kind of tricky subject, right? But they come out, they start talking it and giving it the big one about climate change and how we need to be, you know, better at how we treat the environment. And it's on the individual to do it. And we need to all take personal responsibility and personal account for it. And then they go on a tour and they're taking private jets all over the fucking place. Right? They get a house renovated for something like 20 million. Well, guess what? That's our money, motherfuckers. And then they fuck off and they move to America and they sign a $60 million deal with Netflix and they get paid $7 million for their interview with Oprah to sell their family out. While the queen, who's done nothing but look after Harry and William since their mom died, he starts slagging them off while her husband is in the fucking hospital dying. And she's dealing with the fact that she's going to lose her husband of 70 fucking years. 70 years. And this piece of shit social climber, Meghan Markle, comes in and starts blowing it up. Oh, it's horrible the way we're treated. And I can't deal with the pressure. And I need my privacy back. It's like, you didn't know any of this before you got hooked up with this ginger prince? Get the fuck out of here. And she lied blatantly lied on the Oprah interview saying she never did any research. She never knew who Harry was before she met him. Who the fuck do you think we are swallowing this stuff as truthful? You lying cunt. She's a piece of shit. She's a social climber. She's got terrible relationships with so many different people, including the staff that she had when she was actually in the Royal family. But these guys are social climbers how quickly they want their cake and want to eat it too, right? The stress of the media is too much for us. We need our privacy and we need to be left alone to pursue causes and all of this stuff. But the moment any hypocrisy is pointed out, we're out of here. Can't do it. We can't do it. We want to champion all these causes, but don't criticize us for being hypocrites or we can't handle it. I'm thinking about, I'm suicidal. I'm suicidal because I'm getting so much pressure from the media. Get the fuck out of here, right? I don't think suicide is anything to play with but I know a fucking liar when I see one and she's a motherfucking liar. And he's a little cuck as well. This shrinking violet behind this girl who is a B-list celebrity. Let's not forget, right? When they first got married and they were attending these events and doing these different appearances, there is footage of Prince Harry going up to Bob Iger, the head of Disney, saying how talented Megan is and that he should consider her for voiceover work. And when Bob Iger laughs because he has no idea of anything she does, he's like, why are you laughing? She's really, really talented. So he uses his influence to get her a gig. I mean, this fucking nepotism is so disgusting. But they're hypocrites. And they lack the courage of their conviction because they can't actually do what they claim that they do and that they claim the rest of us absolutely have to do, right? They claim social media is so toxic and everything like that, but they have never have a problem when they're front page news about something that benefits them. It's only on the criticism that they have a problem. And that's when it becomes a matter of mental health. And that's when it becomes a matter of bullying and you know, they have to recede and they can't be, they can't trust what happens, you know, if they're just out in public and all, fuck off, fuck off. You've been complaining since you left 
about not having your security paid for. Use some of that 60 million that Netflix gave you and buy some bodyguards. Hire out some fucking security detail and shut the fuck up because I'm so sick of hearing from these fucking people. Like they're the moral standard that everybody else needs to live up to when they can't even follow through on their own claims. We need to look after the environment, but I'll take a private plane to go to a polo match. Mm. Mm. I can't stand the media, but I'll do an Oprah interview where I sell out my entire family who basically put my name on the map because before I was married into this family, I was a B-list celebrity that could barely get a job in Hollywood and I was struggling to make any impact of any sort. But now I'm a champion for all women. I'm a champion for abused women. I'm a champion for mental health. I'm a champion for the environment. Okay, well, where are the claims of the bullying then? What's up with that? Can we substantiate those? What's up with the private jets flying all over the world? What's up with that? These people are fucking clowns. They're clowns. They deserve zero attention. And I'm actually a little bit annoyed that I've spent this much time talking about it. But it gets my blood boiling because of how hypocritical they are. And how none of what they say stands up to the test of action. The examples I just gave you right? So we just need to start seeing these people for who they are, right? It's just, there's no substance. There's no substance. They claim to be warriors. They claim to be social justice fighters. They claim to be woke. They claim to be this. They claim to be that. But at the end of the day, when it suits their needs to take a private jet, it doesn't matter how much CO2 that they're pumping into the environment. It doesn't matter. What matters is their own convenience, their money, and the attention that they get for being better than us, right? They're always on a mission to show us how morally superior they are to us. And I'm sick of it because they're fucking losers. They're losers, they're transparent, and they actually bring nothing to the table. Nothing to the table. As I said, they're a tourist trap. They're a tourist trap. They're a clickbait mechanism. That is it, right? So I don't even know what the point is other than can we have some self-awareness within ourselves? Can we, can we look and see these people for who they are and stop pretending like they have any of our interests in mind? It's like the government, right? The government is claiming, oh, well, Everything we're doing is for the betterment of society, right? Oh, we got to hold our frontline workers up for the heroes that they are. Look what's happening to our frontline workers in the UK. They're being told that if they don't get a vaccine, they're going to lose their fucking jobs. They're the one that kept us alive during the pandemic, working 20-hour shifts with three masks on and gowns on all day, working to exhaustion. And now they're told, you better be double jabbed or you're fired or suspended until you do get double jabbed. What? They've put the vaccine um, mandate in place in France. And today they've suspended 3,000 nurses. What do you think this is going to do to the health service that is already overstretched by just 
disallowing people to take part in society, to earn a living, to care for people, to make money for their families, to assist the sick. I'll go back to it. Can you catch COVID if you've been double jabbed? Can you pass on COVID if you've been double jabbed? The answer to both of those questions is yes. Does the vaccine stop you from getting serious side effects from catching COVID? The answer is to a degree in some people. Because I know people who have had the double jab and have had COVID again and have been fucked up by COVID again. Right? So all this vaccinated people and unvaccinated people and it being this critical decision between us and them is nonsensical. Because if the vaccines worked and you were vaccinated, why would you care if somebody else wasn't? Because even if they can give it to you, you should be having the confidence in the vaccine that you're not going to be affected by it, right? That's the point. That's the only point of the vaccine. It does cut down transmission. It does cut down the rate of infection. And it does cut down the severity of the symptoms you're likely to face. But it doesn't do it 100% of the time. It doesn't even do it 90% of the time. We're talking efficacy rates in the 60% and 70% range. So are the, are the vaccinated people scared because they don't actually trust the vaccine to do what it says on the tin? Or is it something else? Because politicizing medical issues is really gross and it's happening more and more. And I saw this video the other day Uh, Well, it was actually yesterday of this fucking asshole in some shop in some like Walmart or something in America following this woman around because she wasn't wearing a mask. Having a go at her that he's that she's ruining the country and she's the problem with society and all this stuff and trying to berate her. And I'm like, one, why did this guy's mom let him out of the basement? Two, why didn't she wash his fucking clothes before he came out of the basement? And three. He must fuck a lot. Like, what a stud, right? To go up to a woman in a grocery store who's all by herself and follow her around with a camera, starting to question her decisions on why she's wearing a mask. What fucking business is it of yours? What fucking business is it of yours? You little beta male. And that's what Harry is as well. He's a fucking beta absolute beta male and they make me sick and that's what all these fucking celebrities on this red carpet who are putting these cocktail dresses on they're all betas they're all betas you can't think for yourself you can't see what they're doing to you and fuck out of here you deserve what you get you deserve to be pulled through let them not pick up some tweet that you made or some interview that you did in the 90s or the early 2000s where you might have said something derogatory about gay people or you might not have been as woke as your stupid ass is now they're coming for you they're coming for you i am so surprised and this is the power of megan and harry's pr machine right 
where's the Nazi pictures of Harry when he was a teenager dressing up as a, an SS soldier? Where are those? Like, can we get those back? Let's see how they deal with those. Oh, I was young and I was stupid. And so you should have fucking known better. Now we got to cancel your ass. No, because he's attached to the, you know, he's, he's attached to Megan, right? He's attached to Megan. She'll protect him because he's got the diversity and inclusion play on his side, right? He used to dress up as a Nazi, fucking get shit-faced every weekend, right? We've had multiple, forget, <laughs> this is recent history. This is all, all in our memory still. So don't act like this good boy. Now that you've got this diversity play and you want to get out of this royal family to make some real money for yourself. It's pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. They're all betas. All these people are betas and they're coming for you. The moment you slip up, they're coming for you. And that's why I like to just slip up all the time. Fuck you guys and your social justice. Fuck you guys and all your bullshit equity talk. I'm not into it. You know what I like? I like merit. I like being, con I like to be judged on the content of my character and not by somebody who claims to be the more moral superiority, right? To have the morally superior character just because they claim woke and wokeness and they're ready to go as far left as you can throw them. Fuck that. Fuck that. I want no part of it. I want no part of it. And I intend to keep talking shit about these people as much as possible to call out this hypocrisy and to call out this bullshit that's being thrown in our face as normal. And if you even question it, then you're a misogynist or you're a homophobe or you're a transphobe. You're toxic. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fucking betas. Can't stand weak individuals that need this group identity to form their own identity politics get the fuck out of here if you're able to be put into one box you're useless are we not more nuanced than that as people are you not conservative about things and liberal about others and on the fence about others do you not have questions about certain things certain tactics certain priorities that are being surfaced you know like i think like we got the Met Gala, right? And this is all distraction pieces, by the way, because like, are, why are we not talking about Afghanistan still? Why are we not talking about Yemen? Why are we not talking about the nuclear deal that's just been done with Australia, America, and the UK? Why are we not talking about the data um, consolidation and sharing uh, that the government have announced that's going to see them work with international partners and close allies to share data, to make it better for society. I mean, they've basically put out a manifesto that is talking about, um, it's talking about like how they're going to share data. And the underlying point and the underlying vibe of this uh, release is that they're just going to start collecting all of our data and sharing it with other countries. Now, what is this doing? This is rolling us up into a tight little bundle so we can be controlled at every point. They can track your purchases. They can track your health. They can track your employment. They can track anything that they want in order to put a score to you. Your social media activity, keyword targeting, 
right? Your purchases in the grocery store, how much fat and sugar are you eating, right? The consequences of this drip fed policy and invasion of our privacy and of our rights is leading us down to a place where we are going to be encapsulated by a digital wallet that will have all of our information and will track everything that we do. And as a consequence of that, they will be able to score us and control us to do whatever they want us to do. This is where it's going. And it's under the guise of making society better. If you have not searched the Great Reset, if you have not searched Build Back Better, if you have not researched the world, uh, the United Nations digital passport scheme, I implore you to go and have a look at these three things and start to understand what is going on. And then maybe ask yourself a question as to why we are spending so much time dealing with <clears throat> celebrities dressing like women, male celebrities dressing like women at these events and pandering to these social justice warriors who are clogging up our motorways instead of just arresting them. We are letting all of these things distract us while all of these other things are being implemented on a drip feed basis, not all coming in a wave, they're doing it bit by bit. So if there's any resistance, they can take a step back, wait a bit, comes two steps forward. We talked about this before. They're trying to have us under their control. And so far, there's a lot of people out there that are making it really, really fucking easy for them to do that. And these people make me sick. And I want nothing to do with them other than to call them out for the foolishness of their ways because they're dragging us all down with them. If you have a problem or if you're even questioning why these things are happening, keep doing that because it's super important. I don't even know how I got here, but never mind. We're, we're here already. So um, I just think like, why are we not talking about the issues that actually matter, right? Our taxes are going up. They've just pumped like a trillion pounds into the UK economy during the pandemic. That's our money. We're, the only way you pay for that is through our taxes. You can't just print money and have it appear like it's some magical fairy dust that you just mustered up. You can't do that. So now they're starting to tax us. They're putting our national insurance up. They're going to put our capital gains tax up. All of these things are going up. The price of consumer goods is going up. The price of travel is going up. Rent is going up. Interest rates are going to start going up. And this is all to bleed us dry. Because they don't have any money. It's all ours. And we need to start paying attention. Because if we don't, this thing is going to collapse. And at the point we're at now with, you know, the debts that we've got and things like that, we may be too far gone already. And it may just be a matter of time, which is why I'm such an advocate of uh, cryptocurrency, because I see this as the only true sovereign way of owning wealth in the future. And if you're not on that train, by the time these changes take hold, you're fucked, in my opinion. And I don't know all of it, right? Which is why I'm going to have an expert on uh, in the next few weeks to talk about it. But we're on this slippery slope, folks, and I don't mean to end on a negative, but it's not looking good. And we need to stand up and we need to fight back against this stuff because this woke culture, 
this Met Gala shit, these hypocrite, these um, these hypocritical celebrities and 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 governments and media, they're all against you. They don't care one iota about you. And I've talked about this, and it's time to start having some accountability from these people as to the consequences of their actions, which are dragging our society into a chaos loop that we're not going to be able to get out of until we have a revolution. We need to stop it now. And anybody that doesn't see the error of their ways, they can be left behind because they're not going to make it. Because eventually, as this snake continues to eat its tail, they will be consumed as the rest of the snake would be. And we just need to keep on keeping on. Calling this shit out when we see it. Refusing to subscribe to this bullshit that is making us all weak. Making us all compliant. And we need to move on. So on that note, I'm going to park it. I don't know how long I've been recording. I don't even keep a watch or a timer on these things anymore. Sometimes they're going to be an hour and a half. Sometimes they're going to be 45 minutes. You're going to get what we give you. All right. But I'm hoping that we touched on some issues uh, today. I'm hoping that we, uh, you know, maybe, maybe took it in a different light. I don't know. I'm just getting so frustrated with this, this clown show of society that we're dealing with, um, which is why I'm so excited on Fridays when I get to record these podcasts, because it's a chance just to breathe and let it out a little bit and talk to you guys the way we should be talking about these things. I'm not a homophobic person. I'm not a transphobic person. I don't care about, you know, how you express yourself. It's the reasons behind all of these actions that is problematic and that is bothersome to me. And those are the reasons I talk about these things. If you want to wear a fucking dress, wear a dress. Don't do it because your PR agency told you to or your manager told you to because it's going to help you sell more tickets or more uh, albums or whatever going to get you another sponsorship deal. That is disingenuous. That is the profile picture. That is the ALS challenge, right? That's the ice bucket challenge. And that shit is gross. Do things off the merit. Do things because they actually matter. Because what I'm seeing is a facade of action, not real action. And that's a problem. So have a think on it. We'll be back next week, probably going to talk more about some of this type of shit, but I don't know. We'll see what the news cycle brings us. We'll see what other thing. There was something else that I was going to talk about, but I can't remember. Um, so I'm just going to leave it, put it to bed and, uh, and close out the episode. So um, episode 148 done in the bag. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we're going to be back next Friday uh, to do another one, um, kind of playing with some topics at the moment, but, uh, but tune in for that. Again, as a setup front, if you haven't followed us or subscribed, it would be great if you could do that because that helps the algorithms that we're dealing with in these beasts, you know, Spotify and, and YouTube and so on. And uh, yeah, that would be really, really great. But thank you for the continued support. Thank you for listening. And uh, that's a wrap from us. So my name is Daryl. Thank you for joining us. If this is your first time, if you're coming back for some more, then uh, then Thanks for, thanks for staying in touch. Thanks for uh, continuing to support. It means a lot. Um, so that's it. Until next time, guys, we'll be back with another episode, but uh, 148 is a wrap. So until next time, all the best. 